Hello everyone and welcome back. Today I am going to be talking about intrusive thoughts. I've had a lot of questions about intrusive thoughts and I guess anxiety in general and I did do an episode, one of my first episodes was on anxiety but I wanted to do intrusive thoughts specifically. So today I'm going to be running you through what actually are intrusive thoughts. Does everyone have them? I'm going to share some of mine and some of your intrusive thoughts that you get. Going to be answering the questions of can you get rid of your intrusive thoughts? How can you manage intrusive thoughts? And yeah, this whole episode is just going to be based on intrusive thought. The thing that I'm going to own my shit for today, it's not deep at all, but it's a really bad habit that I have. So also, if you are new here or haven't listened to any of my previous episodes, I'm not doing gratitude anymore at the start of it, of the episodes or quote of the week, but instead I'm going to do it on your shit segment, which I will do on my own and with guests in the future. That kind of allows me to connect with you guys more and allows me to express something that I'm going through or working on or something that keeps coming up because being vulnerable is important and I feel like it'll allow me to connect with you guys on a deeper level and feel like you guys will feel more connected to me as a podcast host. And I did say in my last episode that I cannot take credit for this idea, the owning your shit segment at the, that I'll be doing at the start of every episode. The girl who I got the idea from, I listened to her podcast called Skinny Dipping. Pretty, I gave credit to her in the last episode, but just want to make that clear again because I feel like our podcasts are very similar. Like we do have similar topics. So I don't know if you guys listen to her as well, but I just, absolutely loved that little segment that she does. So I just, it's time for a change. But anyway, the thing that I'm owning my shit for today is I have always, I guess, done this thing or this habit, whether you could call it like a stimming thing or I can't sit still or like it's an anxiety coping mechanism. I'm not sure. I don't, I used to think that it was anxiety, right? Since I was a toddler. I used to have this bracelet that my grandparents got me that I'd rub against my nose all the time and that would make me fall asleep. And then I feel like it I've been a nail biter my whole life. Literally like would chew down to the point where it would bleed. I pick at my skin where it bleeds. I did get diagnosed with ADHD last year. They did say that that's like a very prevalent thing with people who have ADHD and anxiety, obviously like nail picker and biter. It's an it can be related to anxiety. But anyway, as you guys know, I have been on my Biab journey, build it in a bottle journey. So it's this really strong gel that you put on your nails and like it it didn't, it doesn't allow you to bite them off because they're so strong unless it gets to like eight weeks that you've had them on and then you can bite through them because they've obviously been on for so long to the point where they start to fall fall off. Anyway, irrelevant. And then when I started getting my nails done regularly, I couldn't pick at them anymore. So then I started moving whatever that habit is with my picking and my stimming. I moved that to my head. So if I showed you my head right now underneath my hair, you'd see all of these scabs, gross, and I will sit there and pick at it until it bleeds and constantly pick off the scabs on my hair. It's disgusting. I know. I have also gotten better at that. But what I find is when I'm not doing these things, I dissociate so badly and zone out so bad. I don't know, it's just a really weird thing. I don't really want to get into the psychology of why I do it. 
but this is going somewhere, I promise. I've picked the scabs on my head. It's getting better. It's like this constant like rubbing of my head. Anyway, I've just gone to brush my hair because I look like I'm giving you bare minimum appearance today. And I'm brushing my hair and I always test my camera when I start videoing and I looked back at the camera and I just see all these little hairs sticking up. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back and put some pomade stuff on it to keep them flat. I come back, they're still there. So I go and look really closely into the mirror and where I pick the most, I have actually picked at my head so much that I've actually broken. My hair's really fine and really thin. I have broken the strand of hair on the top of my head and now I have these like little pointy pokey things that stand up on the top of my hair. It looks ridiculous and I wasn't, like I knew that I had fucked my hair. It's quite frizzy up the top from constantly picking it, but I didn't realize that I had snapped it. So that's me owning my shit right now. That's a habit that I've, is on loop. I'm trying to, like I feel like I get, like I got my nails down pat. That was a habit that I really wanted to address and get rid of. Did that and now it's my scalp. Now I need, I feel like I need a fidget spinner or something or I need the technique that I can do that is it me, I guess, touching my body or my head that is going to pull me back into the present moment when I do dissociate? I don't know. That's me owning my shit. That's a habit that I keep that is on loop for me right now. And enough of me. Let's get into today's episode. Also, do you guys like this new segment? Let me know what you think. I'd love to know and hear what you guys think of the new segment. Yeah. Maybe I could even start to do listener in your shit moments at the end of the episode every now and then. Maybe you could write something and I could share it, even if you want to share it with me anonymously and then I can do it in another episode. Just message me. I'll, I'll pop it in. I think it's, it's great to be vulnerable and express stuff like this and get it off your chest. Okay. So intrusive thoughts. So I don't want today's episode to be about guilt and shame. I don't care what thought you have had or have or how dark you think it is or how shameful it makes you feel. This is a safe space and a safe community. And I guarantee you every single person listening to this podcast right now, every single person in this world has had an intrusive thought in their life before at some point, whether, you know, maybe it was a once off or it happens every now and then, or maybe you're someone who has intrusive thoughts every single day that, you know, like these thoughts can even make us feel sick. And I'll get into why that is the case, but we are human beings. It is okay. It happens. We all experience intrusive thoughts. And I just don't want you to feel any sort of shame or embarrassment or I don't want you to hold any guilt that you carry because I am going to go into a little bit of psychology on why these happen, this happen, these thoughts, the reason like behind them. And should we be worried about these thoughts that are happening? But following on that, intrusive thoughts are exactly what they imply. They are thoughts that are not wanted. They're not welcome. You don't mean anything by them, but they can make you feel really guilty and really shameful because you don't want to think about them. That's why they are called intrusive thoughts. They're not wanted. And I know you've probably had intrusive th thoughts before I have, and you just think, why the fuck would I think that? That makes me feel sick. If I told anyone, I'd probably end up in jail. Our brains do very unique things. So these thoughts, these intrusive thoughts can be sexual. They can be harmful to yourself, to others. They can be related to religion. Anything really that goes against your morals or your beliefs or what you believe to be is wrong or what we're taught is wrong, you know, like 
going and murdering someone or and for many the thought can feel just as harmful as what doing the actual action of the thought would be the thing with intrusive thoughts is if you don't want to act on the thought that is intrusive thoughts you don't want that thought to happen you wouldn't give in to those thoughts because you are in control but when it does get to like I guess considered to be more serious and when I guess that it is can be alarming and you know professionals really need to step in is when people have these thoughts but then they start fantasizing about them and then they actually want to act on those thoughts and then they do act on those thoughts so they're not intrusive thoughts because I don't know, let's just say someone had a thought of wanting to murder someone, but they actually wanted to do it and follow through with it. That's not intrusive thought because intrusive thoughts are not wanted and you would never, ever act on them. I just want to make that very clear. Do we all have intrusive thoughts? Yes, we all experience intrusive thoughts, whether that's, you know, every now and then or whether that's a consistent thing for someone it is a normal part of life it's a part of being a human being however for some people intrusive thoughts based on severity and how long they have been going on for and other contributing factors it can fall under a diagnosis such as OCD or ADHD or anxiety or other mental health related disorders and there are many contributing factors that can cause intrusive thoughts such as your environment or your specific genetic hiring. I also believe that it comes from a dysregulated nervous system, which I will get into. I did want to share some of my intrusive thoughts, so just to give you, if you're still like, what the fuck is Lily on about? I have no idea what she means by intrusive thoughts because I was trying to explain it to my boyfriend and he didn't get it. And then I kind of gave an example of one and he was like, oh, yeah, I've had that. And I was like, yeah, that's an intrusive thought. And he was like, oh, wow, there you go. So I did already share this one on my story, but I have intrusive thoughts about ceiling fans. When I'm underneath a ceiling fan, I almost always will have the thought of, oh my God, it's going to come off its thing, especially if it's going really fast and it's going to land on top of me and it's going to cut me open and I'm going to die. Another big one is trucks like really struggle driving next to trucks I feel like every single time I drive next to a truck is that constant thought of oh my god it's gonna crash into me or the logs on the truck like they're gonna come off and they're gonna kill me sometimes I'll have fucking intrusive thoughts when I'm like cutting my veggies and I'm like oh could just fucking nip my finger right now and like it almost it just makes you like feel I don't know, you feel fucking crazy, but you're not. And it's scary. And you're like, I don't want to fucking nip my finger. Where the fuck is that coming from? But that is what an intrusive thought is. And another one that I completely forgot I had, I just remembered another one I had as well, is the excavators. Is that what they're called? No, those those stair things that go up. But as you hop off them, they kind of like go down under a thing. Anyway, for since I have been really little, I've had the thought of like whenever I jump on or jump off those things, those things, my toes are going to get caught underneath it and I'm going to go underneath it, like my whole body, and I'm going to get stuck. And my brother and my boyfriend takes a piece out of me every time I jump on one. They're like, oh, you're going to get sucked underneath it. And I'm like, fuck off. I actually really struggled with that. I almost avoided them at one point because I just thought that that was going to happen, even though, of course, that was never going to fucking happen. Another one, I can't exactly remember what the actual 
thing is called, but it's got quicksand in it. And when I discovered what quicksand is, I actually have stopped this thought. Like I don't think about it anymore. It was more when I was quite young that I had this like loop of a thought every time I saw this specific thing because I felt like our family drove past it a lot. And when I learned what it was, I always like whenever I'd look at it, I'd have the thought of even though I was in the car, I was nowhere near this thing of, oh my God, what would happen, you know, if like you you went up to this big, I think what's fucking called, this big, it wasn't a container, but I'm going to call this this big container of quicksand. Fucking hell, it's going to come to me eventually and you probably know what I'm talking about. But it was this big container of sand and my brain would just be like, oh my God, what would happen if you went up into there and you'd jump in the sand and you would fall because it's quicksand and you'd die. And I just felt like I had a fear of quicksand, but now I literally, that has not crossed my mind in years. So there's some of the thoughts that I have. I completely forgot to take screenshots that turned it to my computer so I could read out your responses. But you guys, I remember briefly of what you were telling me, a lot of you could relate to the ceiling fan. There was a few hair straightener ones where what would happen if I just, you know, fucking burnt myself. There was a lot of knives one, like when you're cooking food, it's like, oh my God, what happened if I just stabbed myself? There was someone who said, I don't know, they must work somewhere that's got oil. She said that, you know, every time she's at work, she thinks of like sticking her hand in the hot boiling oil. There was some about kids, like... They said obviously would never and feel fucking horrible, but just like the thought of like pushing a fucking kid or jumping in front of a car. There was also one that said something along the lines of, you know, those things that we stab our receipts into. Someone said that every time they see that, they think that they're like, oh my God, what would happen if I just push my hand into it? If you don't laugh, you fucking cry because we know that they're not wanted and they're not tied to us anyway. That's I just want to make it very clear that they are called intrusive thoughts for a reason. So I just had to share because I know we've all fucking had them and people can have all types of different intrusive thoughts and it's completely okay. But yeah, I just wanted to share with you guys some of those. The big question is, can you get rid of intrusive thoughts or thoughts that are on a loop or thoughts that you're addicted to. So if you have a thought that's constantly on a loop or there's an event that's happened that you can't stop thinking about, something that you've said or something that you've done or someone else has done that you keep spiraling and you keep thinking about and you want to stop thinking about it, what you want to do is put your focus into something else that obviously involves action so that you can drive yourself away from that thought. The thoughts are still probably going to be there. So you could be having this thought loop of something that, you know, maybe you said on the weekend and it keeps fucking repeating and repeating and repeating. Why'd you say that? Blah, blah, blah. You know, you're an idiot. Whatever the thought is, you want to do action sometimes. So maybe let's go for a walk or go and exercise. And the thoughts are still probably going to be there in the background. You might hear the background noises of thoughts still going that you're having on loop that is still happening inside of your brain. But By bringing your attention to things that are going on in your environment and in your surroundings or when you start getting into action. So maybe that's, like I said, going for a walk or exercising or maybe that's start a cleaning job or focus on something that you're trying to learn that these thoughts are eventually going to get quieter and quieter and quieter because you're putting your attention and your focus and your energy into something else. And I just want to keep reminding you that you are not your thoughts. You are the awareness of your thoughts. You are the observer of your thoughts. The thoughts that you have have nothing to do with you. You just are aware of them. You observe them. And what happens is you can either feed that thought or you just acknowledge it. 
that doesn't serve me, just let that pass. And you keep doing whatever it is that you were doing. Because the more attention you put to that thought, it's going to grow. And it's even like, this is kind of relevant, but kind of not. But if you're someone with social anxiety and you have thoughts about social settings of, you know, everyone's going to laugh at me or no one's going to talk to me or I'm going to be alone or this and that. Because of those thoughts and you obviously observe them, you attach your thoughts to your identity, you start to believe them. And then as a result, you then start to avoid social settings. And because you start avoiding social settings, the thought that you have, you've just confirmed that that's true and you've started to believe it because you've pulled away and that's actually going to make it worse. So if you are someone with social anxiety, my best advice is to not withdraw and not not go. Intrusive thoughts that we have both act as a protector and are also signs of a dysregulated nervous system. Because I remember I first started having intrusive thoughts probably about a month after my mum's accident when I was 11 or 12. Well, I feel like that's the first time I really started to observe them and kind of start to freak out of what the fuck is happening. And I never told anyone. But when she was in hospital, I did start having really intense intrusive thoughts and I was obviously scared and didn't tell anyone. And like, that's an example of a dysregulated nervous system. There was a lot going on for me at that time. I was very dysregulated. I was in a body filled with cortisol and stress. I had not things to soothe myself and therefore well, I didn't have any coping mechanisms of how to deal what was going on. I feel like no 12-year-old can really be prepared or anyone or even mum for someone to have a traumatic accident like that and the changes that were experienced in that time for me and my family were traumatic and just like adjusting to that at that time. And I just, my nervous system was in fight or flight. And I honestly don't think from that day, my nervous system has come out of it. Like I have been doing things and it's gotten a lot better, but I do feel like more times than not, my body is in fight or flight. And while I've done a lot of work and a lot of healing, you know, when I say fight or flight, that's the nervous system that activates. It's a synthetic nervous system and that's fight or flight. That's what activates you to prepare for danger and the worst case scenario of things. It gets you ready. Like back in our days, it got you ready. The only time that you were supposed to have a fight or flight reaction is if you were getting chased by a tiger or you were running to go and get food when you were hunting. Everything else is has been alert or something else that has come from our society as we have progressed over time. That's the reason why we have a fight or flight response to switch us on, to get prepared for danger and to give us this energy and adrenaline so that we can survive. It is a survival mechanism and a survival tool of the human body, but we shouldn't be in this survival mode all of the time. And when I was in that survival mode for a long period of time, months after my mum's accident, and I don't think that I came out of it and, you know, I'm still working on it. That's when I started to have, you know, I did have a dysregulated nervous system. And that's when those intrusive thoughts did start to come to my attention. And what I meant before when I said I think it is both a protector and a sign of a dysregulated nervous system, your subconscious mind is only trying to keep you safe by being able to predict the future. So what can happen with our brains is it will try and create a familiar pattern to try and create or predict the future to keep you safe. But that future 
of your intrusive thought does not exist. The only thing that exists right now and the only thing that is certain right now is now and the present moment of now. So I do have some tips on managing intrusive thoughts. I think a good tip to let you guys in on is get rid of any technique that you have that involves saying something like, don't think about that. Because what you are doing here is actually telling your brain to think about it. And what resists, persists. Where focus goes, energy flows. And if I told you right now to not think about a flower, what are you thinking of right now? See, that's what happens. We tell ourselves not to do something and that's automatically what our brain thinks. So if you're having a thought, let's just say it is the truck situation. When you're driving next to trucks, every time you drive next to trucks, you think, oh my God, I'm about to die this Chuck's about to fucking tip over and splatter me or the logs are about to fall off and I'm going to die. Instead of saying to yourself, stop thinking about that, ditch that technique altogether and follow the next three techniques that I'm going to give you. So this first tip is great. I use it myself. It's, I'm going to call it, call it the filter technique. What it essentially does is changing how you filter your thoughts. So I'm going to run through what has been written down. This was given to me as a tool and I'm going to share it with you guys. So acknowledge the negative thought or emotion. I might give you a scenario. Acknowledge your negative thought or emotion. So the truck's going to kill me. Flick a rubber band or a bracelet on your wrist. Kiss your wrist to show that you love yourself. Say that you are lovable. Now on with the wrist thing, you can have I really want to get a permanent bracelet so I can do this, but I have a tattoo on my wrist. It says breathe and that's what I use. Like I hold down and I do this filtering my thoughts thing, which will make more sense in a little bit. But you can have, you know, a watch, a hair tie, whether that's a tattoo, maybe you have a mole there, a permanent bracelet maybe. Whatever it is, it just needs to be something. And before you start doing this technique, whatever you have on your wrist, so let's just say you're working with a watch, put the watch on, you're going to start doing it. You are going to kiss your watch to show that you'll love yourself and say that you're lovable. And that's the first thing that you're supposed to do with your strategy. So you put forward energy to that piece that is going to help you work with filtering your thoughts. It will. This will make sense in a second. So you've done the first part. You've got something on one of your wrists that you are going to use as a filter when you have these thoughts. So for me, it's my tattoo. So I'm just going to work with my tattoo and these truck, truck thoughts. Okay. I have the thought about the truck. Okay. It's going to kill me. I hold my breathe tattoo with my finger and I say, I hold it down while I say this. That's not what I want. That's a negative thought. This is what I want, which is a positive thought. I am free and safe to drive on this road. The truck is not going to hit me. I am perfectly safe and no logs are going to fall on top of me because the truck man is a great driver and I'm a great driver and there is nothing to worry about. And then you're going to look inside yourself. You're going to check in what's happening. Are you still having this thought? Flick the band or your bracelet or hold down your watch or hold down your tattoo again. And then you're going to repeat the process again. You're going to acknowledge that that's not the thought you want. That's a negative thought. You say, this is what I want, which is a positive thought. And then you redirect that thought of the truck landing on you and killing you to, I am safe to drive here and the truck is not going to fall on top of me. This is a great strategy that I use that can be used to practice for any negative thoughts, feelings or emotions that you have and will 
these thoughts will eventually become subconscious and then eventually they say that you will be able to like remove your bracelet or whatever you're using with to pair the filtering of your thoughts. Now, my next tip this is kind of a lighthearted one because it's kind of counterproductive of my first one because I've told you, I don't want you to say to yourself, don't think of that thought. If this is the only thing, one that you can think of at the time in terms of I need a tool for managing my intrusive thought right now. This is all I can remember that Lily's told me. Just use it. Sometimes I think of it every now and then and I kind of have a laugh and I move on. But when you have an intrusive thought, kind of change it or repeat it in your head, but change it to the voice of someone like SpongeBob. So it literally sounds ridiculous. And when you have that thought of, oh my God, the truck's going to fucking land on top of me and it's going to kill me, you kind of, when you say it again in your head or you have a thought in your head and it's in a cartoon's voice like SpongeBob, it's fucking funny. Just because you've changed the voice of the thought, it's like, wow, I've really detached from this. This really isn't me. This is ridiculous. I can laugh at that. And I don't know, it just makes you feel a little bit better. My final tip is mindful meditation. Practicing meditation every day, even if it's just five minutes, if you can, people, if you want change, you must act on it. And like I say at the end of every episode, nothing changes if nothing changes. Meditation isn't supposed to be this easy tool that you get overnight. It's not supposed to be easy at the start. It's not supposed to be easy for even people who are professionals who practice meditating two hours every day. Of course, they're going to be way better at it than someone like you or I, but you know, they still struggle with it. It's just, it's a, and why I say practice mindfulness meditation for intrusive thoughts is that when we practice mindfulness and develop an awareness of our thoughts and that they aren't us, we just observe them. We create awareness of them, but we learn to not react to them. Awareness is a muscle and with practice and patience, it will get stronger and will allow you to eventually be able to decide If you want to engage with that intrusive thought that you're having or feed it or stop it and pause and then remind your subconscious mind when you do have this intrusive thought, hey, thank you for trying to keep me safe. I am safe. Thank you, though. You don't engage with it. You don't feed it. You don't attach your identity to it. And you simply say that it doesn't serve you. And you drop it. And slowly after time, that intrusive thought that you have on loop gets quieter and quieter and quieter because it's not actually the thought that we get or thoughts that we have that is scary, or what society considers to be as crazy. It's the attachment that we place on our identity from the thought that we have that actually hurts us and actually scares us. Anyway, guys, I hope that was helpful. Remember, intrusive thoughts, everyone has them. They are not you. The reason why they are called intrusive thoughts are because they are unwanted. They are not welcome. They literally mean that you don't wish to act on them and you don't want to act on them. I think the best thing for managing our intrusive thoughts is to practice mindful meditation, like I said, so you can train your subconscious brain to be the observer of your thoughts and then to not feed into them. And you want to use the filter technique of having something on your wrist and you acknowledge the thought that you have, say that it's negative, say that you want to change it to positive, and then you move on. And that will also build up your subconscious mind and will make that intrusive thought that you have 
quieter. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you got anything out of this episode or you enjoyed it, or if you think that anyone would get anything out of this episode, send it to someone. It helps me grow authentically. And even whatever you're doing right now, share it on your stories, tag me, what would she know pod. I love seeing when you guys are getting something out of the episodes. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of the day, whatever you're doing. If you have any more intrusive thoughts that you want to add, you think are hilarious, please send them to me. I have really enjoyed all the intrusive thought comments that you guys sent in to me. And thank you for tuning in. And remember, nothing changes if nothing changes.